0: You're listening to Fox on the Wire! Alright, welcome everybody to a very special episode of Fox on the Wire. The first for the year 2023, in fact. Hoping to have a big year on the podcast here and we're getting off to a massive uh, start here tonight. Uh, we've, all the way, we've flown all the way across the oceans to speak with Attila vorosh from Hungary. Hi Attila, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Hi
1: Craig, there, uh, and uh, wishing you uh, uh, indeed a bigger year, man. It's uh, it's super cool that uh, you've been doing here, and uh, yeah, I can only wish you the best with this. Uh, it might be an overstatement that uh, <laughs> I'm a big thing here, but yeah, it's it's definitely cool to be here and part of it.
0: Thank you, and right back at you. All the uh, all the yeah. success to yourself as well, and. You better correct me with your name there. I knew I would have <laughs> stuffed up your surname. How do you pronounce your name? No, it uh, it was uh, kind of close actually. Uh, so it's Veresh. Okay. Veresh. Cool. But well, Voros is uh,
1: the way that people use actually, They're like
0: foreigners. Cool. Well, welcome to the show. I'm really, I'm so happy to have you. Um, I've been speaking like the last week or two since. Uh, we sort of found out you were coming on with my girlfriend. I'm like, she knows how excited I am just to yeah to talk about Pantera and all the things because uh, there's not not a heap of people that you can talk to about this stuff. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so just a little backstory for me, how I sort of came across you. So I guess in short, in the last sort of 12 to 18 months, I've sort of got heavily back into playing sort of heavy. Guitars. I've been doing the whole acoustic thing for the last ten years, and I still love that. Um, but you know, I grew up on hard rock and playing in hard rock bands. And when the last one broke up about ten years ago, I just had enough. couldn't Couldn't bear mm. to start another band, and I just sort of went the acoustic way. Um, and I listened to I listened to all my favorite heavy bands all that way through. But just in the last twelve to eighteen months, I've just I don't know what sparked it, but I've just had this hunger to get back into playing heavy guitar and really learning how to play all that stuff that I never took the time to play, you know, all the Metallica, all the Pantera stuff. I just didn't have the patience when I was younger. I guess Mm -hmm. I was into writing more. So that was Mm -hmm. kind of my excuse. So, yeah, as I've discovered in the last year or so, you know, learning the Pantera and the Metallica stuff isn't easy. And we have the benefit of uh, YouTube, you know, looking up people mm-hmm. on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. I came across Ola England. You know, he's uh, he's got lots of great videos. Yeah. And somewhere along the line there, I stumbled across yourself and your awesome <laughs> YouTube channel uh, full of oh, just so much, so many good videos that help people like myself. Um, so, yeah, that's, and mm. I, you know, I became a fan and um, I still follow you and I still look up all the songs that I'm learning to play. What am I learning at the moment? Uh, Primal Concrete Sledge. So, you've been helping Ooh. me with that one. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell us about your, that's my sort of introduction to you. Tell us, uh, mm-hmm. tell us about your YouTube channel and um, sort of how you got <sighs> or what inspired you to put all these great videos together. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you very much, um, and
1: uh, for the kind feedback, it uh, it really means a lot. And it was uh, it gave me a, a chance to look back actually while you were talking to me. That uh, it, yeah, it's it's a weird feeling to know that it actually reaches people and and, and you know give them joy and help in any ways. Uh, and the background of how I really started getting a little more, I would say, serious about the YouTube channel. Um. Uh, goes back uh, after playing uh, the Dime Bash 2020. Because prior to that, I also uploaded some videos like every once in a while, uh, but nothing really serious and um, intentional. I was just putting up, you know, some stuff uh, with my Panther Tribute Band and, and some other uh, things that I've done. Uh, but after playing there, it, I don't know, it just... Uh, before, actually, the COVID hit in, like, I felt that I wanted to do something like this, uh, because it was just an amazing experience to be the part of uh, that thing. And I don't know, I just, uh, it just felt right to do, you know, something for myself, because prior to that, I was touring uh, with some bands, and it kind of got to a point where i was like okay i i, I needed some time off and uh, just do something for myself and uh and this one has always been in the back of my head so i don't know if it, it all made sense but uh this is kind of how i started the channel
0: cool well and the way you sort of teach as well um because you know that stuff's it's hard to play and uh yeah, you know, unless you've been playing it for years, um, hmm. it's 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 tricky. I don't know what else to say, you know, especially, mm-hmm. yeah, the Pantera stuff and I've just found your videos in particular just because uh, you, you don't, you, you do the tutorial videos but you also do other videos where you're just, I think you call them the living room jams and that sort of thing <laughs> yeah. where you just actually play the entirety yeah. of the song through. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, I don't know, I guess it just helps watching someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we watch, you know, uh, music videos and live videos of Dime doing it, but it's generally not yeah, just close. fixated on him. Although yeah, the cool thing yeah. is he actually did a few of those videos, tutorial videos, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> yes. Do you think um, if he was still with us today, he'd be like, He'd be a massive YouTuber, wouldn't he? Probably, yes. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think so. He,
1: he would definitely do something funny.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but my uh, my teenage years and in my twenties, like oh. many nights, consisted of getting drunk and watching the Pantera home videos. It was VHs, just nothing. right? Yeah. <laughs> just oh, yeah. Nothing better. Absolutely. I mean, and we you sort of look back now and. Not everyone <laughs> was carrying around a video camera like Dime was, and it's just priceless, yeah. you know. We sort of take that for oh, granted yeah. sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a fun little thing because I grew
1: up uh, watching that thing, like I don't know how many times it's more than a hundred times I've seen the just the, the third one, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, I, I've done a lot of stupid shit because of that. I mean, yes. Because, because of me. But yeah, the influence was definitely coming from that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I never <laughs> really kind of understood why I didn't see that much of Dime in the videos. Mm. And then later it turned out, uh, from the stories I heard that it was him who was filming a lot and he was making people do all this uh, shitty stuff because he was just bored and uh, just wanted to make, uh, you know, like fun times. It's just, uh, I don't know, it just, everything just adds to the story on a positive and just it it always feels that it cannot be better and it always just gets better with him. I don't it know, was, there's just nothing really negative from, from his camp. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: And like he was, you know, you hear other people talk like... Uh, Vinny and some of the roadies mm-hmm. and that like he was all about the fans and um, yeah. you know even if he felt even if he was hung over as hell which I would assume would be most days you know he'd still take the time <laughs> to sign autographs and stuff like that and you know the the craziness in those videos I think he's playing was just an extension of his personality you know like he's playing he's his- uh, his playing uh, how he was playing that yeah yeah
1: I mean- yeah, he was so full of life on on every level. He it, it just shone, like yep. everywhere. Whatever he did, it was just full of life and joy, for sure.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's left us with just an amazing amount of uh, great music, great memories. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I've sort of just outlived him now. You know, like he was about thirty eight, I think, when he died, and like I'm yes. almost forty, and I can't believe that. You know, I've outlived him. Yeah. The same happened with Kurt Cobain when I turned twenty seven. Uh I'm like, fuck, they did all these things, you know, mm. all the success by mm. this age. And yeah. uh but yeah, you mentioned um the Dime yeah. Bash back in twenty twenty, just before the COVID hit. I was actually watching yeah. that the other night. Um <laughs> I, I'd watched it before and I and I saw you on it, and then I think I was watching uh, one of those vlogs that Ola did, which included, uh-huh. um, is it Nam or one of the guitar? Um, yeah,
1: like exhibition or I don't know what's the word for that. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think it's Nam or Nam anyway, show. The, yeah. yeah, and uh, it included footage of the Dime Bash because he played there too, yeah. and you guys actually yes. played on the same song, <laughs> which is even yeah, cooler. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, two songs we played together. It was uh, what was the Pantera song you played? uh The
1: Panther song we didn't play together. Oh. I played. Uh, um, oh my god! I was gonna say it really fast.
2: Jesus! I think I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you played
1: Sepultura Roots. <laughs> yeah, I played Roots and uh, yep. Refuse Resist, yep. which uh, uh, Refuse was my like uh, the the first really heavy metal song which I've heard. I mean, I I, I was uh, listening to. Uh, Exploited and uh, Clawfinger and stuff like that before but that was like the the big heavy groovy with the the growling one Mm. and from that the next jump was Pantera for me and Refuse Resist like the Chaos album is the Sepultura album for me so uh, getting the chance to play that with uh, Derrick and all all the other guys uh, for that lineup it was just uh, ridiculous for Mm. me but I also actually so now I don't remember, but I played the uh, Cowboys, which was like, it was super funny. There was a, a rehearsal before the show day, and uh, some of the musicians couldn't make it on time. So I actually filled in for some, some songs. So originally I was going to play like four songs altogether, two Kiss songs, two Sepultura songs, and maybe maybe one Pantera, so yeah, five songs, which is in itself a lot. Mm-hmm. But then after the rehearsal, it turned out to be like six and then on the day of the show, the show was actually already running. I was I was just having a blast. I felt like I was in at peace in a super uh, amazing place. And uh, I came out of the dressing room and Ola from downstairs was pointing at me that it, he, he should be the guy. He should be playing it while the show was running. And when I got down, he, he told me, he, they asked me if I want to join to play Cowboys because... Um, um, some the other guitar players didn't make it and they were looking for someone to fill in i was like
2: yeah sure
1: <laughs> so i played cowboys uh, with gene hoglan and uh, his girlfriend
0: and uh, i don't know who else but it was just uh, it's, it's amazing mm. yeah it's crazy it was an and experience and, uh, uh, yeah. didn't dave grohl make an appearance in in roots when you were playing roots he came out and
1: yeah, that was another really fun one. We didn't know about uh, the fact that in Roots, they invited all the drummers on stage. It, yeah. it, I didn't know about it. Apparently, Ola didn't know it because we were looking at each other like, what's happening? <laughs> all of a sudden, like a drummer start to put on their uh, toms and whatnot. And uh, and yeah, uh, apparently Dave was there too.
0: I didn't even see him coming up <laughs> <Yes>. on stage. <laughs> 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 there was so many people, but yeah. And uh, you had one of the best drummers there too, uh, Roy Roy Mayorga. Oh. Mayorga, Mayorga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know how he pronounces his name, but yes, a super, super nice guy and an amazing drummer. It's just very groovy. It was like a, a, an instant click to play with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's one of those. Um, he's one of those drummers that are really good to watch. Watch just watch them yeah. do their thing. Yeah, um, good energy. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, just And also
1: as, as as a guy he was just super, super nice. Hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that was uh that was quite the gig. I can only imagine what it would have been yeah. like uh, what playing there. So was that your first yeah. trip to the States or had you toured there with some of your other bands before that? No,
1: I actually I've been to the States uh Quite many times, I'd say. Uh, I was actually also touring there with mm-hmm. two bands. Uh, the first time I was touring there with Nevermore back in 2011. And I also toured there later with Satiricon mm. uh, once. And I also studied for uh, one semester uh, in Los Angeles at the, the Musician's Institute. Oh,
2: cool. So I,
1: I, I've been there before. Uh, but this time bash thing was definitely like... A, you know,
2: high up
1: on, on, the, on the list:
0: yeah, I saw some of the photos that were being taken backstage and um, just all the faces that were there, and I yeah. guess, just just being able to be there in the memory of dime just would have been uh, would have been something else. Yeah, it was uh, quite an amazing
1: experience, and uh, yeah I'll... so actually at the t- by the time i I got to make it there. Uh, it for me it was the perfect timing because I think it if if I would have played there earlier I would have been like super stoked and just you know all over the place and didn't really experience the thing. But by the time I got there, it felt like you know it's just th- these are just other people the same sa- you know like the same people like us uh, and I actually we've been doing uh, pen, uh, like dimebag tribute shows for 18 years now. And it's always like 50-some guests showing up there. And the vibe was very similar to that. It's just, you know, really well-known uh, musicians instead of uh, underground musicians from Hungary. But the vibe was the same. And uh, to me, it was better to, to have like normal conversations with normal people <laughs> instead of being a, a fanboy and just, you know, closing them out to, you know, being able to have a nice chat with each other so yeah, in in that sense that was amazing and i also had my birthday on the day of the show
0: oh wow yeah which is
1: which was super cool wow. um oh i'm super bad at names but it, it was actually introduced it was told to the crowd that i uh, that i had a birthday so Derek
0: green uh, from sepultura was like high-fiving me i was like wow. this, this is fucking cool that's <laughs> awesome that's really cool yeah well wow. so tell us about the um pantera tribute band that you're that you're in yeah yeah so um
1: it started out actually with a different name in 2006 at the time uh our then drummer and uh and bass player we were uh attending to the same music school like a local music school in uh, hungary budapest and uh I don't know we were ju- I think we were just uh, with the drummer we were talking about Panther or something and then we were just like hey let's g- get into one of the rehearsal rooms and play something and we played new level and it was mm. like this is fucking awesome <laughs> so so we decided to do something and uh, the original plan was to play some panther songs play some shows with uh with panther songs and then make our own band and like open for us with the panther tribute or for the panther tribute band and then play the panther set And that turned out to be Remembering the Steel, which was the first Pantera tribute band that I had, which then later uh, became vulgar display of cover with some uh, uh, members changing and uh, with some hiatus in between the two bands. So that was founded, I guess, in 2010, I think, if I remember. It's uh, years uh, have been flying so fast. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, it's a, since 2010, I think uh, the band is uh, going under the name Vulgar Display of Cover.
0: Cool. And uh, do you just sort of yeah. play, do you tour with that or do you sort of play locally around Hungary or...? Mainly locally. We had,
1: like, mm. one-off shows, uh, like, nearby, like, in foreign uh, countries. Um, we're doing, like, one or two festivals a little further this year actually we're playing in norway at uh, the karmageddon festival which was gonna actually happen last year but i broke my wrist this one which oh, is now uh, yeah under a like, uh, oh. healing process again it's the same injury wow we can talk about this later but it's, it's gonna be fine uh, so w- i mean i've always wanted to push this band uh, ever since it's uh it existed uh further and play more but um it's just uh, i never really got into the flow where everybody was on board to push this like as far as as we could and you know i was kind of alone in that so it turned out to be like a, more of a hobby band so we play like i don't know a few shows a couple shows uh, per year and mainly in hungary mm-hmm Cool. So it would be nice to to push it further again, but, you know, it's, it has to be, like, a, a team effort.
0: Yeah, I think I um, when I was checking out your channel, I think you've got some live clips up there of, yeah. of that. Yeah, which I was, you know, blown away because, you know, that's to match it vocally, uh, yeah. musically with the guitar, <laughs> it's not easy, you know. And I'm just curious, like, do you play... Those songs in the tunings that the same tunings that Pantera mm-hmm. played in, or yeah, yep.
1: Uh, uh, we started in uh, with remembering the still in C standard because at the time, I mean, I knew it was off and I could tune it for myself, but I was like, ah, I don't know, what, what is this? It's just e- it was easier to play it in C, uh, C sharp. And then at some point, we started maybe it was already with Vulgar. We started to play it... Uh, in, I, I didn't know at the time what was the tuning. We just find it and marked it on the, tu- on the actual tuner pedals. And uh, that was actually a big change for me, at least. It felt like, OK, this, this was a missing piece for sure. So, so yeah, it, uh, it was a great addition. And uh, ever since that, we, we're always tuned to that, like it's the 425 hertz. Apparently.
0: Yes, and I want to thank you for that because uh, uh, I was checking out your videos explaining the tunings how yeah. Dimebag sort of tuned his guitars, and you made that sort of little chart, uh, you know, for the four twenty five versus yeah. four thirty five, and and that sort of thing. So I've got that on my on my desktop, and that's why I've got a few different nice. guitars here because they're all in different tunings. And yeah, you know, I, and and, uh, I'm always into different tunings anyway, but that's even more different again. So uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I
1: I really wish I I I I knew what like the real reasons behind. Because there's like stories like you know they just tuned down uh, until it sounded right for them. I don't know, but it would be just nice to hear some more specific stories. But maybe it's just big it stays the magic part about this. Yeah, we will never know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is interesting because I mean it's, it's well, I guess there is a big difference between. You know, standard E and E flat, and then I think his uh, 425 or 435 hertz is somewhere in between there. Uh, There's not. Uh, I don't know. It's just. So it's
1: again. It's the uniqueness. Is just on so many levels. They were unique from the beginning. Almost. It's 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 insane. These nuances and
0: they add up. I think Mm. for sure. So, we have to talk about it. What are your thoughts on the reunion? I don't like to say reunion cuz it's not a mm-hmm. reunion. The reemergence of the band playing under the name Pantera. What are your yeah. thoughts? How do you feel about it? Mhm. Um, to me it's
1: uh, I, I mean I follow this uh, from the very beginning and uh you know i think it's something that was inevitable Mm. and it's not in a bad or a good way it's just you know i think it's more of a good in a good way for me at least and uh i was really really happy to see that charlie was uh, gonna be the drummer and you know zach was like the obvious choice for sure so the line that totally makes sense to me and uh um i think even after the first show, they exceeded all the expectations, uh, and I can see the improvement. I, I was gonna do, and I I will do uh, like a reaction or this kind of video on, on the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of emotions going on, you know, for everyone, which is a good thing. It means that you know it means a lot for the fans and for the people, and and I totally I, I think I can. I can understand, you know, I try to understand the other perspectives, like from Phil and Rex's perspective. Like, Phil, it's kind of known that he's he he he's been wanting to do this forever. And uh, to me, it, it wasn't surprising and it made total sense that he started to play first with the illegals once Vinny passed away. And I don't think it was a, a disrespectful thing. I think it was just, you know, something that, They have they've been bugged and asked about like for years to do this, and it was always like a a no from Vinny. That everybody knew that, and I think it was uh, in some sense sort of a relief for him that okay now you know we can do it. It's not it doesn't hurt you know directly someone anymore, and uh, I, I don't think this is selfish in any sense, and I think the production is amazing. It has mm. the the essence of the Pantera look, mm. but it's it's new, it's f- fresh. So to me it feels very uh like genuine. Uh which is an amazing thing. The the way Charlie uh, prepared himself is extremely extremely well and amazing. The nuances like the slowing down part, like the end of the bars and the tempo changes uh, you could tell that he spent a lot of time working on this, which is an amazing thing again. And I and I was uh, given a lot of thought on how Zach approached after hearing him uh, the first time, because uh, I I had some expectations, and I think like nothing. I feel that even Zach was uh, like better than how I expected it. Mm-hmm. I knew it he was gonna deliver, or you know. But I think he he's even better than I than I thought he was gonna be because it's um, I mean just practically if uh, if you're Zach Wild for and you, you're like well known for 40 years for your kind of playing and everybody you know knows how good you are and you you I'm lucky enough to to play in a lot of bands and I get to play in you know a lot of people's style so I, I know how it feels to 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 get into someone's head and and working on you know the phrasings and the feel and playing in Zach's style or dime style is is there's a lot of differences with the timings and with the you know just um the sharpness of dime where is it's so it's, with dime it, it was a lot of looseness with a lot of you know stiffness also so it's a it's a it's a combination of everything whereas Zach is more of a rock and like a cans the roses kind of dirty player so it it, re- it requires years i think to to you know to improve and it's i i mean i've been doing this for so many years and i, I cannot watch my old videos they were so shitty <laughs> i learned a lot from just the recent years so uh I don't think it's fair to expect uh from him to do you know exactly how or almost exactly like Dime played it's it's just not it's not fair and it's not even possible and I don't think that anyone in his close clamp uh camp um, would tell him to do that, so it's like, hey, you can be better than that so why would they I think he's doing his thing um i think to me it feels very respectful i i am i I understand that he wants to play with his own guitars it's just you know feels more comfortable maybe along the way he will pick up the the dean guitars he got from dime which would be cool but i i totally understand that you know the, for the first few shows he he wanted to bring his own guitars where he feels comfortable it's uh people m- may forget that he's been doing this like constantly for years and there's a lot of habits that that's hard to uh, come over. So I don't I don't know. I hope uh, these uh, all made some sense. But this is this is how I feel. I i think it's uh it's an amazing thing. And uh it's much better than I expected, which was already good. So so kudos to them for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with all of that. Um because there, yeah there's so much to unpack and um yeah I think you just did a great job doing that and uh I think it's a I think it's a great thing. I understand yeah those who maybe don't agree with it, but i think I think the music belongs to the fans now and the and this music it deserves uh to be heard by another generation um mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's a good thing for the pantara legacy uh uh-huh. dime's never gonna be dime and Vinnie are never gonna be forgotten, like you know they're. They're yeah. just yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. large within the band. They're not just going to get phased yes. out at all. Um, it, the opposite, in fact, I think. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think Zach's done a, a great job. You know, he can't, he can't just turn off Zach and be done yes. or something like that. You know, he's- it's, I, I
1: think it's even a better
0: approach. that la-
1: Not turn on the dime, but turn off the Zach. Is like, for 40 years, the world is like you know, yours because of your Zach Wild, And it's an amazing thing. So
0: it's uh, it's just uh, not fair. Um, no, I mean, Zach's I been... doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it's always, if it's going to happen, if the reunion's going to happen, it was always going to yeah. be Zach. And it's going to be <laughs> Zach for a reason, because he's Zach and he plays like Zach. And uh, that's exactly what he's doing. You know, I like the guitars yes. that he's playing. Um, but
1: I, I mean... Uh- I can even that being said, I can see the improvement with mm. certain parts, and he, he, you know, he's he's getting really tight with Charlie, so it, the whole band is just starting to sound even better. So it's, I think it's a good thing too.
0: I think it's great, yeah. and um, it's been quite quite emotional actually. Watching all the yeah. clips and how the fans are reacting especially down in South America there, they're crazy. You know, some of those, what's going on in the crowd, it's uh, it's nuts. And yeah, like the whole production is great. Phil, Phil sounds great. Um, Better than I think the recent years. Yeah, and he's not getting a lot of credit for that. You know, people are focusing on Charlie. Charlie's doing great. But I I think Phil sounds amazing and um, you can sort of hear... Parts of the the Phil of old, really. Maybe not the high Cowboys from Hell era, but um, just the aggressions there. Like Phil's got an amazing presence. Just I've seen him a couple of times and just him on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Intimidating. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs)
1: Yes, I I have some uh, memories like that. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, I I think I first saw him like up close on stage uh, at Hellfest and on my side was Des Fafara. It was like a, but, I, you know, and I saw Phil g- uh, going on stage and at some point he was coming towards us with, with his look and I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's so scary. But it's like, yes, fuck <laughs> yeah. yes, it's amazing. Such
0: yeah. a presence. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, and um, Zach's got the, the silhouette, um, which is a, a kind of reminiscent of Dime. and There was a photo going around.
2: Yeah, where yeah I, I love just... that photo. That's yeah, a pretty cool like, one.
0: The silhouette looked like Dime uh on yeah. the speakers i'll have to yes. maybe post it yes yeah it was really cool and um just yeah. made it all the more sort of emotional because you know dimes yeah. into what's happening you know he's all for it so yeah i th-
1: i think so too yes and i yeah just in general uh, people just take themselves and things way way too serious and it's like you know fuck it we all live just once and you know, why not uh, just uh, enjoy it and, uh, and yep. sh- you know, share the, the, the loving part of it. And I think it's about that.
0: Mm. So wh- who really cares at the end of the day? The songs need to, to breathe, you know, in a yeah. live setting and they're really bringing yeah. them to life. And it can only be good for the whole Pantera legacy, which includes Vince and Dime, of course. So... Mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah, I I, I haven't f- you know, sensed anything
1: that would tarnish the the legacy at all. No, nothing.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. The opposite, in fact. So, mm-hmm. um, so I heard through the week that I don't know. They sort of mentioned that obviously Zach, and they also mentioned uh, Mark Tremonti of Alter Bridge mm-hmm. was. Uh, yeah. I don't know how close he actually got to being that potential guitarist, but did you hear that as well? yes i i, I mm. saw uh, the article
2: mm.
1: yes
0: don't know i don't i, I, I think don't it just...
1: he, he's uh, uh to me uh mark Tremonti, uh, especially with Alter bridge has always been the kind of guy who is just so unique mm. again like uh like the one of the the really special ones who i can recognize and everybody not even guitar players can recognize you know after a few seconds because of his distinct playing with solos and riffs and everything, so I think it would be a very similar case for he, with him too. But, uh, I, but I I understand uh, his reasons uh, of not being mm-hmm. wanting to be the part like that of this story.
0: Yeah, it's it's more than just being able to play the songs. It's it's the whole history with Zach. You know, he was like a brother to. Yeah.
1: To the band. Uh, yes, I don't know. To to me that part actually, in all honesty, and it's just a personal thing, I think it's uh it's a good story. And it's mm-hmm. uh it it's a rom- it's uh, romanticizing it, but not necessarily in a bad way. I mean yes, it was uh, it's if they can choose someone who was actually close to him, that's even better for sure. Mm-hmm. But I I mean at the end of the day, uh I'm not happy with Zach because of he was close to dying, but because he, you know, the whole thing is just cool. Yeah, uh, as it is.
0: And have you noticed they're playing uh, in different tunings? I think, uh, you know, like yeah. this love and stuff is a lot lower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that's uh, for Phil's benefit in the vocals, or just the sake of not changing too many guitars over? What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, because of Phil, yeah. because his, uh, his register
1: got lower, so it yeah. totally makes sense to follow him. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally I, and I learned this uh, over the years, having my own bands and playing with others that it's, you have to tune around the singer mm-hmm. and if it changes and if it's going lower, you have to go lower. It's just, you know, it's, it's just more beneficial and it's just better for the show for sure.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I,
1: that being said, I would still want to see more guitars on stage. Yeah, with the same tuning, even.
2: <laughs> maybe, once I'll definitely start, <laughs> maybe once they start do that.
0: Maybe once they start touring America. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably he might just have more guitars on hand. Maybe I think you know, so too. Yes. Maybe he didn't want to bring the the dime guitars, you know, along for a long flight and that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's
1: it's there's so many little nuances and personal decisions behind uh, closed doors usually the, you know you just never know it might be something like that like he it's he just wants to have them safe i don't know to me it feels that this is just a guess that it's uh it's just more uh um like um he's used to that kind of neck and that kind of guitar yeah the shape actually i i, I haven't seen him using too much i always no. love that shape like the most, but he, he never really used it. And I think that was a, a, an intentional thing because that guitar looks like, you know, it's a Zach Wild guitar, but it's it's also somewhat alike Dime's guitars.
0: Yeah, it looks, looks so. like something Dime would use. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I, I know Zach's guitars, like they've all got names like, you know, uh, Odin uh, and a few yeah. other things. I'm not sure which one's which, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I never...
1: Yeah, yeah. I never really gotten into the, that kind of, uh, the, the not fantasy world, but, you know, the... Mythology and stuff. That's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you saw Ola's interview with Zach fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how Zach sort of admitted to looking up how to play the songs on YouTube, so... Yeah, uh yeah. I reckon there was a pretty good chance that he came across a few of your videos and actually learned how to play some of the stuff from you. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I I'm almost certain that yeah. he tr- that he uh, you know came across some of my videos for sure. Uh it's uh, and it's not even, you know, uh, saying that you know, how good I am or anything like that. I would would have done the same if I would have to, you know, quickly or you know just learn something, you know you do this kind of research as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm almost certain that he saw some of the videos. For sure. Yeah, me too.
2: And Next uh, time I'm- he can
1: shout out. <laughs> I, I hope he at least gave you a, a thumbs up. And I hope, it, you know, maybe subscribe I didn't, I didn't to your channel. I Zach was giving a, a, a heart for me, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe under a different name. Yeah. I uh, quite enjoy Zach's Instagram videos of like when he's walking backstage with these little uh, <laughs> wrestling figurines. Have you seen yeah, those? I, I, I don't know yeah i have I, I don't know what's that about i don't know it's it's, it's yeah it's interesting uh, comedy for sure it's weird but it's very <laughs> zach and i saw a <laughs> yes. photo like when he was doing that video he's got his camera and the, the figurine and someone actually yeah. took his photo and he's it's, it was just very funny i pissed myself yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. so did you ever get to see pantera live
1: Yes, I actually did. Uh, uh, In 2000, I saw them at an OzFest show uh, Mm -hmm. close to New York. My dad took me there with one of his friends, our friends, like family friend, uh, which was uh, an an amazing experience. I was 14 at the time. And in the previous year, I think a year before, yes, uh, Pantera was touring with Black Sabbath and they were playing in Hungary. And I wanted to go there, Mm. but they, they told me that I was too young at that time. So next year... He took me there, which was a, a, just an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah okay. about all I remembered from that show. Well, because it was a, like a whole day we spent there. I saw Soulfly, Static X, uh, wow. Gutsmack, I think also. These were the bands I knew and I liked already. And um, I was super tired. Like, of course, the, the Panther, during the Panther show, I was like all jumping around and screaming. But two things that I remembered, one was that Phil talked way too much. And I, I didn't speak any English at that time. I was like, don't talk, I want to hear more songs.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and the other thing was Dime's hair. I was so happy that it looked like on the videos, like the curly, big curly hair. Massive. So yeah, I didn't even play guitar at the time. So, but I, for me, it was always Dimebag and Phil Yeah, that yeah. caught my attention from the very first moment. And then after their show, I fell asleep. So, uh, for Ozzy's show, I I didn't even remember
0: at all. That Ozfest was huge. Like, there's a a clip on YouTube. I think it's only, like, maybe three or four songs, Mm -hmm. like, towards the end. of uh, It might have been the last show of that tour and Pantera just fucking ripped it. Like, Phil was wasted. They were just on fire. Zach came out at the end with his dog, I think. Yeah. and they played cowboys super fun
1: thing yeah
0: Yeah, cowboys primal um yesterday don't mean shit and maybe one other one and geez they they were just just on it was just incredible yeah Um, i remember
1: when then when that footage came out it i don't think it was uh i I, at the time i checked and i I think it wasn't the same osfest where where we went uh, but i think it was the same run uh, so yeah I didn't see Zach on stage I don't I don't even know if uh, Zach was playing uh, with I think it was Black Label and not Ozzy at the time I'm not sure I don't know I, I didn't know either of them at the time when I was there Yeah. so I didn't pay attention I, I I only wanted to see Pantera and some other stuff
0: <laughs> yeah I'm lucky I got to see Pantera in must have been 2000 um, okay. for reinventing how, the steel how tour. old were you? 18, 18 18 so yeah, I would, I maybe had- m- more memories you got y- yeah yeah like we were, i think we were drinking before we went in so it was just another concert you know um obviously we are excited cuz it was pantera but had i known would have been the last time you know i would have mm. taken it in more i guess but all i remember or mm-hmm. well, the main thing i remember is um I actually went in the mosh pit you know, right in the nice. middle, down the front, which I, I don't normally do because I actually yeah. just like to sit back and and watch the music. But sure yeah. enough, I I went down, and before I even knew, I went down. I was picked back up. You know, yeah, like yeah they yeah. they look after you. So, oh, but right. yeah, I I got out of there after that, and <laughs> so yeah, it was just very loud. And how about
1: and the sound? And I don't know. It's just that, you know, there's so many things that you know. Fans would be interested in to hear from those shows
0: yeah what do you can, what can you recollect oh it was just it was just loud um, <laughs> <and> I've <was, laughs> seen quite a few shows at that same venue uh mm-hmm. diff- a lot of different bands uh and it's not always the best sound in there, yeah. depending maybe where you're sitting or or whatever but it was mm. it was just a buzz to go to it, you know, just with your mates oh, and yeah. um
1: yeah, the energy just, was yeah was definitely there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, so I'm just so grateful that I I got to go. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, very happy they're sort of you know touring again and bringing the music to the to the people. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think it's cool. Yeah. So tell us uh, what's the what's the music scene like in in Hungary and. Sort of when did, mm-hmm. you, when did you get into it and start playing live gigs and that sort of thing? Hmm. So regarding the music scene,
1: to me it feels like in the Western world, it's almost everywhere. It's very similar ev- everywhere. It's just the scale and the, the, you know, the amount of people uh, in the, the countries that are, that are very. So, for example, in the, you know, in the United States, I don't know, 300 million people. Mm -hmm. and underground is the same ratio there like it's in hungary so in hungary there's like 10 million people so it's it means there's much less people who would uh, come to see shows that being said uh if you're uh, like a bigger act a bigger band here in the metal scene you can do maybe 40 to 50 shows a year including the festivals and everything so making a living out of that, it's, it's, uh, I think it's doable. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the scene is, um, to my taste,
1: uh, not that nuanced, I would say. Uh, I, I never really listened to Hungarian music. To me, I, I just I grew up uh, American, listening to American bands, mainly, and some European metal bands, for sure. Uh, but you can find you know everything. There's there's a few like really really good bands, and uh, and they can fortunately function and uh, put out new music all the time, which is really good. There's a band called Lazarus. Uh, the U is uh, with the V actually. They used to call Epi and the P uh I can send you some links it's a, it's a pretty cool band he's actually the the singer and guitarist uh used to be our singer in the Panthera tribute band actually the my old Panthera tribute band is that band and their music is just extremely amazing and the, the singer is one of the most talented guys I've ever seen so there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent for sure as you mentioned uh, for example with with my Panthera tribute band it's to me even it's uh it's it's amazing to see you know, how, how how we were able to uh manage to find drummers and singers over the years and all of them were like uh, extremely good mm. so uh, yeah it's just there's definitely a lot of good musicians here as well and uh hope i i answered that kind that part of the question and yeah. re- regarding my background yeah but feel free to shoot uh, if you have any questions uh, relating to this.
0: Yeah, like how did you get into how did you get into guitar? What what got you started? Okay, so even though that
1: I've been listening to metal ever since I was, I don't know, nine or ten. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: I always, I remember when I first heard. I think it was yeah, when I first heard Pantera and the official Life, That's when I was like okay, that is amazing. What mm. that, like, the noises and whatever I didn't know at the time <laughs> Dime was doing. I was like, that's the one it uh, got my, really got my attention. Uh, but only later, I think I was 14, 15-ish at the time when uh, I was in a sports camp. I used to kayak. And one of the canoe guys uh, had an acoustic guitar, and they were passing that around. And I managed to play Deep Purple with the coin uh, on one string—the the smoke on the water riff—and I was so happy that I, I could do it because I was not good in kayaking. We were with my friend; we were better in any sports than them. We just uh, were not able to kayak. <laughs> so, uh, if, to me, it was also—I'm very—I com- used to be e- even more competitive. So when I realized that I can play this better than that, I was like, oh, okay, this is my yes. thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And uh, like, I think that, that very same day I figured out how to play uh, Nothing Else Matters, the, the, the opening stuff. Like, hey, mm. this sounds like that, like <laughs> the, the opening part. And nobody t- taught me that. That was the, I think, the thing that really flipped me over. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, I told my parents that, hey, I want to do this. And fortunately, they have been uh, supporting uh, to me all my life. And um, actually, my dad owns a record store. So he was the one who who was bringing uh, the albums uh, home for me. And he also used to play uh, in a band, in a rock band. He was playing uh, like a small synthesizer. But his brothers were both uh, playing guitar. One of them actually uh, is a well-known bass player in the Hungarian scene. Uh, so it was always somewhat around, but never really pushed. But whenever, but when I started to play, it was very easy access for me. So mm-hmm. I actually got a, an acoustic guitar uh, landed from one of my nephews. Was that the, the, the dad's brother, uncle. I'm really bad at that.
2: So yeah, so I
1: think. Uh, uncle the dad's brother the dad's for me, brother the dad's. yeah yeah
0: so your uncle yeah
1: yes, yes. So, so one of my uncles uh, yeah. g- <laughs> gave an
0: acoustic guitar
1: for me yeah which i was like you know messing around with uh but i knew that i wanted uh, immediately when i uh, fell in love with the guitar that i needed the electric guitar of course uh, i want to play you know this kind of stuff yeah so while i was kind of playing at home with the acoustic guitar Uh, my friend and i we started to go to these music stores and there was one specific where uh, one of the sellers uh, was very very open and keen for us to uh, to show us you know his things there was like a silent room which we could go to and he was playing for us i I think he enjoyed that he had an audience and we were you know (laughs) we literally spent hours there and for me, it was a great learning experience. Like before even having an, uh, an electric guitar, I was just watching at him. And I was, when I saw, I remember still up to this day when he did his vibrato, I was like, what was that? Show me that. <laughs> so <laughs> soon after, I actually got my first electric guitar, which was a Beast Rich Warlock. Oh, wow. And I still got the guitar and because I'm a huge Slayer fan. To yep. me, it was Kerry King and also Max Cavalera okay and uh so i got that uh, guitar and from that point on i was just hooked really like uh the first year year and a half i started to play like you know eight to nine hours every day mm-hmm. and very soon i started to to learn parts or even later songs by ear and i don't know i just uh like um um i don't know I figured out the tunings somehow. I don't know. I was just like, "Hey, let's the let's look for the the lowest note and I tuned the guitar." There I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but uh mm. I don't know, for some somehow I figured it out. And uh when I learned my first full songs, which was I think it was either um was it Sweet Leaf that Gutsmack did or, uh, on the Nativity in Black? album which was like a black sabbath uh, cover album which which one the second one the second
0: one it's the opening song <coughs> what which album which who covered it
1: uh it's godsmack which black sabbath oh. song is that
0: that oh godsmack uh,
2: uh
0: i don't know
1: ooh, actually i, got I never bombing. got
0: into godsmack <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, whatever. So it was either that song or uh, Take a Look Around from Limbiskit. Oh, wow. Well, which yeah, was like, right. a, at the time, for me, it was a guilty pleasure. Because I, like, yeah. I used to hate rap. Yeah. And now I have like a rap metal band also. But uh, rap, to me, it was like a no-go. Rap and disco and uh, power yeah. metal. Oh. I, I always felt power metal was like a betrayal of metal because it was just so silly for my
2: youth. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so when I first learned my... F- that full song, then I was like, okay, this is just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like, very soon we started to go to rehearsals, like, even before we could play with my friend. He had the drumstick, I had the guitar and the, some uh, multi-effect. And we were always jamming with others and learn stuff from other people. And to me, that part, still up to this day, is, is is the best, to go down to a rehearsal place and just jam.
0: Yeah,
1: And, I don't know, everything just, you know, after like step by step the uh, the whole thing uh, turned out to be a, a career uh of some uh, but yeah i don't know it was n- nothing really planned ahead. I never really wanted to do this for uh, chicks or for to be uh well known <laughs> musicians i don't know it's just for me it was super fun to play loud with other people
0: just for the that love the... of uh the love of playing yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's your um What's your practice routine? Do you have a practice routine? Like, do you have to play a certain amount of hours per day to balance out your mental health? (laughs) You know, so you're (laughs) not going crazy.
1: Yeah, so when I started, as as I mentioned, the first year and a half, I was really not practicing. I was always playing. Like, whatever I knew, I played. And... Whatever I didn't know, I didn't really play. So the way I improved was, uh, I think it, the, the main factor was to me to go down to practice, like rehearsals. And I had to learn new, like we agreed on a new song to learn and play mm-hmm. like a Metallica song. And I had to learn that. And that was, to me, the learning process. Just using my ear, playing something like that, mm-hmm. what I could and uh, and the, at the rehearsals i was improving and while learning i was improving a lot and since we we used to rehearse and learn a lot of stuff uh, i think it to me that was the practice routine just to play and learn new songs and then later on write new songs actually uh, the, the technical stuff for a few, for a while at the beginning uh, when i got hooked to ingvi and uh, Satriani and Steve, Vai, that's mm. when I learned some of the tricks like arpeggios and legatos and and whatnot. But uh, I'm sort of a one trick pony, and uh, I- I'm still living off of that no. first year and a half. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: well. So you got yeah. into you got into those sort of guys like Vai and Satriani, ingo Yeah, 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 yeah. That de- definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I um. I definitely I didn't get into Satriani. I got into Vi for a while. Uh-huh. And then I went to the concert. And I saw him live. And I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Like, he's obviously amazing. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. You know, someone like Dime has just got so much, so much heart. And they're so raw. And I just didn't yeah. get into that perfect playing. Although Dime never really fucked up. But he, I don't know. He just had the- that. The human element is yeah. yeah, it's really there. It was more than technique. Um, oh, yeah, and that's not to put Vi down or anyone like that. Like, who am I? I I'm, I'm nobody, but I didn't enjoy that. Oh, we're sort all of, are, we're all all are, yeah. So, Inguay is cool though. Like, I you know, that's a whole different thing, but yeah, it was definitely Pantera, um, slash you know, guys like that that, that really got me, but um, yeah. So uh, what's happened with your wrist? Tell us about your <laughs> wrist. That's the worst thing for a guitar player. <laughs> My
1: God yeah, silly silly uh gym accident uh, i was do- I was doing a a movement called Turkey Stand Up with a pretty big uh dumbbell, and uh it just fell through the wrist it It happened in uh, the end of last march mm. so i uh, uh, we had to have a surgery like th- the next day, which went uh really good, I would say, mm-hmm. but after the surgery it it's uh, not known that it was because of uh, early um usage of it, uh, which I should have not done, or just you know it just happened like that, but the, one of them the bones moved uh so we had and also there was a, a tear in. I don't know these uh, names even in Hungarian. So, th- anyways, I, it, it had to be stitched back up, and the bone was put back. So now it—I I had a, uh, like a repair surgery. I don't know how would you say that. Mm. So it was a smaller surgery, and uh, even prior to this, uh, with the, the, the motoric uh, things, like so, the, the playing guitar part was not an issue. The mobility thing is uh that 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 has been a concern and also it was somewhat painful to play certain stuff Mm. so that's why i also i had to have this second surgery but uh it went really good like on wood yeah Uh, and it feels uh, and it uh it's and it's it it feels like like it went good so i don't know i I just have to be very patient and do the recovery uh again but uh, yeah uh, it taught me a lot for sure Mm. Yeah, stupid accident. Uh, it was. It's not even an accident. It was me not paying attention. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. Man. So was <laughs> that like a like a kettlebell or something like that that you were using? Uh, it's. A, it's uh, normally you do the
1: this uh, uh, movement with a kettlebell, mm. but at the gym where I was at that day, there was no big kettlebells. Mm. Uh, and I used like a forty kilo dumbbell. I don't mm. know. You have kilos there, but. So, uh, but like big down, uh, dumbbell, and that's why uh, I, I lost balance mm. and I was not paying attention. I wasn't even, uh, I should have not just done the, the thing on my own. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, I, um, I do some weights. I don't do it very often. And it's often, mm-hmm. I'm often doing it when I'm pushing myself, like after work, and I don't really feel like doing it, but you got to do it you know, uh, and there's no other time to do it. And, um, yeah, sometimes if you're not concentrating and you're not quite with it, like I haven't Mm -hmm. done anything bad, but I've come close. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I I always worry about my my just, you know, not being able to play, whether I might sort of pull a tendon or a muscle or, or something like that. I don't know if it's the best thing to do sometimes for a guitarist but then you look at guys like Zach or uh Chris Broderick, you know, they clearly work out heaps. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I I really think that uh, if you consciously do something and pay attention and be aware just in the present, nothing yeah. really like that can happen, and I think even like the the working out part, if it's like, it's if it's consciously put together, and you do it with an expert, and then you learn, and you do it on your own safely. It I don't think it affects uh, on the guitar playing. And uh, I, I am I I really like to listen to all these longevity podcasts and all the like being and staying healthy for longer kind of podcasts. And apparently that these kind of resistance training is good for all like mental health and physical health and everything yeah, with your balance. So, but yeah, you have to be cautious and uh, conscious uh, mm. about how and when you do it. And I, I wasn't at the time, at the day mm. of uh, the
0: accident. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I hope it heals really quick. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah you must be going yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You no, know, well, um, the thing is that, uh,
1: it's not, it's not the first uh, of such injuries for me. And, uh, whenever I ha- have, <laughs> hopefully it will become a, a, like a past tense, uh, uh, like any, any experience like this, it's to me, uh, the way I, I react is always just, then I be in the present and, and just stop. And it, it feels like this was something that was coming. That was just too much noise around me. Mm. And uh, so it's always a good chance for me to to learn a lot more about myself. Uh, I'm kind of into that kind of stuff as well. And uh, it's this one has definitely been uh, probably one of the biggest teacher for sure because uh, I I have the tendency to take things for granted, which uh, includes the guitar playing and just being able to play guitar. And you know, it's not the case. I, I have to pay attention and do certain sacrifices and not push the limits necessarily or unnecessarily so yeah we'll see
0: uh it we'll see future mm-hmm. retell if i learned the lesson finally I, th- I think it's a bit of a harsh lesson i don't think you deserve something like that but
1: no uh, no 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 just... no no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i really
1: uh so if if it uh heals like 95 percent yeah uh I, I'm already at the point where I feel like, okay, I've learned a lot and mm-hmm. it's, uh, I live a better life now. So everything that slows me down uh, gives me a chance to, to, to live a better life for myself. At least that's the way how I feel it.
0: Yeah. Well, sending yeah. all healing vibes here from Australia to your that, wrist. That, that, that I can take. <laughs> uh, so you, are, you have some nice Schechter Guitars, the uh, oh, yeah. the E one custom and the Dime Bolt. Uh, I don't know what the model of the guitar is, but it's obviously got the Dime Bolt. Um, yes, paint job or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about the, tell us about those. Okay, those,
1: uh, uh, like in particular the guitars or uh, or Schecter in general.
0: Well, yeah, I guess um, you know, I guess most people might get a, a Dean in that sort of shape. But you've obviously gone okay. for the Schechter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how come?
1: Uh, so, uh, Schechter came under my radar uh, because of Jeff Loomis. I'm, uh, after Pantera, to me, it's always never more. Yep. And when I f- first saw him with that black uh, seven-string Hellraiser, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I never liked the super stretch shapes. It's just not my thing. The only reason is Jeff Loomis, and because... Uh, like the big guitars like that they look very silly if you if you put them up here and with the seven string i I have to just put it higher (laughs) so that's really basically that's why i don't really like the super struts uh but i've been using schecters for quite a while and when i saw the e1 shape coming out i was like "Fuck yeah yeah, finally, this is amazing. That's me. I can totally see myself in it. I li- I love explorers. I like the 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 little cuts. It's it's not too much. I, the only really pointy guitars which I like is the is the Warlock and the Dimebag Stealth. Mm-hmm. Everything too like death metal ish pointy. It's, to me, it's yep. like a little too much. I don't know, not my thing. Yep. But this is just for me the perfect perfect combination. So. Uh, at the time when I got the first one from Schecter, uh, I was touring, uh, with Sanctuary and also then with Satyricon. So I had, a, I think it was the standard E1, which is a black one. And it's just, uh, everything about this, uh, that guitar, the, the, the neck shape, the feel, the sound was just insane. Uh, so then I got, um, For some tour the the custom guitar that you were talking about which uh, actually in all honesty when i saw it on the pictures i didn't really like it because to me the maple is uh tops i like when it's it's the 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 stripe maple not the the bird's eye maple or what's the name of it you know the foaming one i don't know but in real life it's just it's it looks that guitar looks amazing yeah and it used to be my absolute favorite uh, until I, uh, I made it, uh, I installed the Floyd Rose, which was a, oh. I don't know, I'm getting used to it, but uh, I, I'm, I might not do that again because the guitar was perfect before. Mm. But I, j- I wanted to have a, a similar looking guitar to Dime's old Dean, the one that he used in the walk with for example. So that's why I installed the Floyd Rose. Because I wanted to use that more. Uh, so that's that one, and the other one, the dimebolt, uh, that you, you were talking about, is, uh, is a stock guitar. Uh, it's, I think it's the Schechter E1 FR uh, S or something like that. It's a, it used to be only in, uh, in purple color. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it was actually the... so the story behind that guitar was that uh, after the dime bash. Uh, uh it was it was amazing that i, I got a few offers uh, uh from from other companies to work with uh like for example with uh, with ola we were uh, we were talking about doing something which was super cool
2: yeah uh
1: and he actually sent me a guitar uh which is another like explorer shape kind of guitar and also at the same time a uh, comparison guitars i don't know if you're familiar with the brand it's mm. a Japanese like, still up to this, they handcrafted super high-end uh, guitars. And I've been a fan of those, even though they super strats, because of uh, Christopher Amot uh, from Arch Enemy. Okay. Now I think uh, he's playing with Dark Tranquility. Or, I don't know. Uh, that kind of uh, guitar, the comparisons have a very specific head, very pointy, and that one I really, really like. So we were talking about... Uh, Doing something either with with Ola or Caparison guitars, and I and I told uh, the the A and R guy uh, from Schecter that uh, you know uh, I really really like this the E one shapes, and I've been with Schecter for so many years. I, I just feel that I you know I I want to do these videos more, and I want to you know just I don't know push push it to another level. And and if you are open to do something together, uh, I would be happy to stay. But if not, I, I, I'm totally happy to to being a part of this. But I, I just feel that I have to move on, something like that. And they were super cool enough to say that, yeah, let's do something like that. And uh, and I knew that at the time uh, that uh, Chewy uh, has already been working there, and Chewy was uh, one of the guys who was making Dime's personal guitars in the cust- in the Washburn custom oh. shop back in the Washburn days.
0: Right.
1: So when I when I realized that, it, that uh, I got a chance to have a, a custom paint job guitar by Chewy, I was like, fuck, that's it. Okay, I'm Hell in. yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, 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 they told me that they're going to make a, a custom paint job guitar, which turned out to be this uh, E1 FR, FRS guitar. And uh, you've probably seen my Washburn Dimebald. Mm-hmm. It, the the, the the lightning guitar which i have maybe mm-hmm. you haven't it's uh it's the original usa dime three that you know the the full on amazing guitar which i got from my parents uh when i you know in 2001 like after one year i, I uh i started to play
2: well
0: wow.
1: and that guitar for me is like you know the holy grail uh, in a <laughs> sense but to me growing up and watching the the vhs uh, that we we're talking about the, the the watch it go videos the dimebolt guitars was always the one with the the full-on blue light things and i have the the one with the flame maple top mm-hmm. and when i opened the guitar and i was like 16 years old or something i was like
2: oh, fuck, this is the
1: Flame maple stuff. I never told this to my parents, but I was like,
2: yeah, <laughs> how can I say?
1: So I always wanted to have like the, the, the full-on blue one. Yep. And uh, so I got the chance to, to, to talk to Chewy about this and he made it look like with th- that exact blue what oh, I yeah. imagined to have. So that guitar is, you know, it's a very special one for me, yeah. for sure. Well,
0: that's... I don't that's know, so fun. this is the background story yeah that's awesome i didn't know that <laughs> but yeah both those guitars are, are, are beautiful and yeah i really like a lot of the schecter guitars um yeah. i've got one over my yeah, right shoulder. not not in the quality of yours but it's the uh the omen elite um,
1: oh i like i actually really like the the omen series like you you can yeah. grab ones that are really really nice especially the ones like For 2008, or something that were like really good guitars, yeah. It's um,
0: you know, really for the price price point, yeah, yes, exactly. So, were you ever sort of into Gibson guitars and you know, the usual, Mm hmm, ever into those sort of guitars? Yeah, I mean, uh, I
1: there's a few like Les Paul colors which I really like, uh, to watch, especially, and I used to like trade when i was like 18 and between 80 and 21 i i had a connection where i could uh get some you know, guitars and sell and trade and i was into that thing so i had uh i i used to own several gibson guitars and um there were there's two which i really liked uh one was a standard the desert burst standard les paul which i don't know if you're familiar with the guitarist uh Justin Derrico, he's the he's been the guitarist for Pink, uh, for many years now. No, amazing, amazing guitarist, mm. perfect. Uh, you yeah, know like the great, great phrasings, great vibrato. I think you would really like him. Okay. And if you had, get, had got a chance to see Pink live, go for it, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I've sh-
1: seen her five
0: five times. It's amazing. It's a rock show. Well, I remember when oh, I was probably a few years ago she toured here and yes, she played. Uh, there's like- a DVD. Yeah, she did, like, seven or eight shows, maybe, like, in the one city. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, something <laughs> like that, I remember. Yeah, it was, like, six, seven or eight shows in, in Melbourne alone. She just kept check, playing. Check out like... that, D- that Australian
1: DVD. Check that out. Okay. I mean, there's, like, like half a minute or minute-long solos in it. She plays a Led Zeppelin song. Really? With these guitarist. It's just ridiculous. Really mm. amazing. Okay. So, yeah, right. so yeah, back to the guitars. <laughs> yeah check it out check it out it's right. really cool. <laughs> so last pose i really like uh but not necessarily my cup of tea yeah i used to own a, a, a custom even a black beauty mm-hmm. but i don't know to me it sounded too rockish i don't know yeah i, I should have just uh, switched the pickups but i mean um i would love to have a white one maybe a white custom mm-hmm. but just you know to have for the sake of having one i'm not not super into that the strats is it's another thing it's i never really really gotten into but i like the sound mm. so i don't know i'm uh, i kind of am narrow-minded when when it comes to playing so it's it, to me it's always been the, the the crazy shapes
0: it's whatever whatever feels comfortable i guess um yeah, yeah you know it's how about you uh, well, I guess like I had a an Epiphone sort of Les Paul, um, you know, that was one of my first first guitars that I didn't break. Uh, you know, I had a few cheap. <laughs> you did break? Yeah, I used to smash. Guitars, but they were mostly sort of cheaper ones. You know, a lot of my wow. first guitars I smashed. Is that a thing? It's the Pantera <laughs> videos and watching Nirvana gigs, I guess, and just you know, it's so nice. stupid. I don't do that anymore. I promise.
2: Um, so,
0: yeah, that uh, the Epiphone Les Paul has been with me for like I don't know, twenty five years or something. And you know, I, I love that thing. That's that's uh, so that you still own main... that. Sorry, you still own that guitar yeah yeah it's uh on that's the cool. rack behind me there um is that the white one no, it's the hang on, I'll grab it yeah
1: oh very thick body
0: so okay wow that's uh, looks very rare, yeah, I think it is actually um never seen anything like it that. so that's the body looks super thick. It it, it is a limited edition. Um, yeah, it's it's quite thick. It's quite heavy. Um, yeah. And I think I, I changed the changed the pickup out years ago. Uh-huh. So it's uh, but yeah, this is like drop C tuning sort of guitar, heavier okay. strings. Um, so yeah, that was uh, which that one's your go-to guitar. Uh, yeah, but um, I've been picking up a few in the last. The last year or so, got one of the um, the solar guitars there behind me. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, so we've got a distributor in Australia. Only one distributor. Nice. And they had a small range of the solar guitars, and that was my favourite. So I think if I okay. got it shipped in from overseas, it would be quite expensive with all the import taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: okay, uh, they're growing so fast. So probably you know there'll be more accessible now about it's, the TSP the LtD guitar there that looks amazing
0: yeah that's um that's my newest one um nice sort of the Explorer shape it's quite yeah. quite a long guitar so it feels like yeah you know, at the first fret you're miles away yes the the,
1: the picking hand is in a different position with mm. these weird guitars I never really noticed
0: because I'm so used to that but yeah apparently it is well let me shoot for some I actually, um, I ordered that online because it looks so so nice, like see-through black with the gold hardware. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, that looks amazing. You know, I've never gone yeah. for those sort of shapes. And uh-huh. uh when it turned up, I picked it up and I played it. I'm like, oh, no, this doesn't feel <laughs> good. Because <laughs> my hand, yeah. like you said, my yeah. hand had to come in. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I even went as far as like I emailed the, the shop and I said, <laughs> What's your return policy? <laughs> I was going to return it. Um, and then I, I spent the weekend with it and now I love it. So, oh, okay, cool. You've gotten used to it then. Yeah, yeah. it's still still a long way and I've actually got that in. Yeah, yeah. I've got How that about standing up? How does it feel when you stand up? Yeah, that's a bit awkward. That's something I'm going to have to get used to. Because <laughs> so, it's really heavy yeah. as well. Like it's really, really... Okay. really heavy guitar uh yeah i
1: used to love heavy guitars but now i just uh, no, know no fucking way yeah. the lighter the better
0: yeah well the the soul is quite light so it's it's good to go okay. from the heavy one to the light one you appreciate the light <laughs> ones a lot more oh yeah uh oh, yeah. but it's it sounds really good the ltd you know it's got the mm. fishmans in it and it's just it how feels do you like really those good. sorry how do you like those sorry oh. to interrupt how do you like those the fish the pickups yeah no, they're good um really, I guess responsive is the right word uh, get a pretty good yeah. tone out of them, and um, I've got that in the pantera d tuning, you know, for like floods and stuff like that uh-huh um but I think I've gotta lower the gauge a little bit they're a bit probably a bit heavy. Especially on a big guitar like that, so yeah, still still figuring that one out, but it's it's a killer guitar, and it sounds great so um what
1: what are your thoughts are on, on like the, the whole gauge uh uh thing like mm. what's your preference why well, you know the, cause it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it feels like it's a, it's always been the case for me at least that it's a it's a thing for people like you know you have to have a certain gauge of strings. To have a certain sound how do you feel about that
0: yeah well i was actually gonna ask you the same thing as well <laughs> um okay. i guess depends on the guitar depends on the tuning obviously uh uh-huh. so what have i got on the solar i think i've got like 10 to 52s on the solar that's in standard uh-huh. e tuning just to play some standard Metallica e? stuff yeah okay okay mm. Quite thick but uh i don't know like with the ex, the explorer with the Phoenix, you know, I mm. I brought, I think Ernie Ball. I found a new pack of strings. Hang on a sec.
2: Hmm.
0: I was going to restring it today. Actually, with these, I saw them in the guitar store the other night. Um, the beef, uh, slinky top, beefy bottom.
1: Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So a 9 to 52. Or... Oh, no, no, it's a different one. 10, 10
0: to... to 54.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, so I think Is, Does things... it have a,
0: like a wounded or how do you say, G string? Uh, no, I don't think so. Nice. Oh, cool. that's that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, I, uh, I was watching one of your videos. What was I learning? Oh, five minutes alone, like the solo <laughs> and the bit just mm-hmm. before the solo, and I was... I was playing it on the um, on the Phoenix there with the current gauges and especially, you know, tremolo picking and bending up that 19th fret on the high E. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I can do it, but it's a bit, it might be a bit heavy, so I'll try something. Yeah, bit, and there, uh,
1: there's some stuff where you have to
0: bend up two or two and a half notes for Pantera. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and sort of the the fast bend on the 19th coming out of that tremolo picking bit. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, So what are your thoughts on, on gauges? So
1: for many years I was like, you know, fuck, I need the most gain I can get and I don't care about, you know, because there was like, I was younger and people were like, you have to have thicker strings. And I was like, no, I don't and uh, t- to me it i now i know why uh, it feels right for me because the kind of stuff that i grew up listening to like is mainly dimebag uh it it totally makes sense to to have uh i would actually much rather have a shorter neck
2: mm.
1: with a heavier string gauge a little heavier string gauge but a hybrid uh, string gauge where i can bend up the like the higher notes as well. so that's, that's another thing I, I think that relates really a lot uh, with the string gauge is the, the, the actual uh, width of the neck, uh, was that uh, the scale length. Yeah. So depends really on the guitar on the scale length also. But um, I think you can have really, really heavy sounds with putting on lighter gauge strings. So to me, it's all about the comfort. Mm. Uh, especially, you know, by this time, and, but it also has a lot to do with the sound for sure. So, mm. with, if you want to get closer to Dime's sounds and the, that kind of sound, I like if it's a, a lighter, gay, strange. And I also like when it's, you know, when you hit really hard the string and it goes, just goes wow, wow, wow. The the intonation goes uh sharp mm. a lot. So I I think that's also a color that I like to play with a lot. Mm even with if there's two guitarists but not everyone does so if you're a rhythm player i totally understand if you want to put on like really heavy strings because they they sound tighter and cleaner for sure and the more stiff the neck is which is another thing that recently i found out how much i really care about Uh, the more stable the guitar the more clean it sounds so i don't know my personal preference uh, Especially if I if I play like the panther kind of stuff, it's lighter strings, not like super light. But I'm actually, especially after uh, this injury, I I would like to try uh, an experience with these new lighter gauges, like the eights and eight and halves, mm. just to see how they feel and how they sound.
0: So, but, so what um, would that be, like an
1: eight to forty six or forty eight or? Yeah, I mean. The best would be to have like a really like a that I I, I will probably experience with a custom gauge because mm. I like these hybrids when the, like the low strings are really like a, they can be thicker especially on a seventh string. Mm. Oh yeah. Even though I'm more of a user of the like the normal gauges, I would say for the seventh string I've been using 68 or 70s forever, and it doesn't feel too too bad. Mm-hmm. At all, actually, even with the vibratos, but I don't know. I, I think I'm in the middle, like, so I'm not mm. super light, not super heavy. So, so what definitely gauge... the hy- hybrid guy? What gauge have you got on the custom E1? So, if I'm tuned to E or close to E, I uh, I, I put on a 9 to 46, which is like the, the regular uh, hybrid set, I think, mm. and for the D's. Uh, standard tunings or even D flat or C sharp, I would put on a ten to fifty two.
0: Mm.
1: So Actually, in this that... is like, sorry,
2: yep. No, no. that's that, oh. that's
1: all
0: for the seventh string. I put on a sixty eight. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, because in, in that five minutes alone video, obviously you make the bends look quite easy, and I was wondering what gauge you had on those. So that would have been a yeah. 10 on the high E.
1: Actually, uh, no, it's actually, a, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a 10 on the high E, but, uh, I think my, my grip strength and because of the bendings and all that got, I, I'm somewhat strong. So I can, I can do the big bendings even on heavier gauges, but I prefer to have like for that tuning, like a 10, mm. uh, down there Yeah, with the nine, I can go over a little bit. Uh, I just, recently uh found out that dime apparently used 9 to 46s uh for detuning on the vulgar album i think and it makes sense with the sound and everything Mm. because his control his control was so so relaxed and so smooth he he wasn't i don't think he was a heavy picker Mm. it was all about and the angle of the pick he angled the pick really a lot and that's also what helps to have to achieve that uh, clicky and treble-ish sound. Mm-hmm. The more angled it gets it's uh, the the clickier and the heavier it sounds to my yeah. ears. but you- uh, I think he was using lighter strings and short scale and all that. It's just perfect control.
0: Yeah, do you know what pick gauge dime used? Yeah, apparently he was using the
1: the very like the these the green uh, uh, Oh, 0. 0.88 millimeter gauge. The Tortex gauge. ones? Tortex, yes. Not uh, the ones, the The one uh, below that. 0.88. 0. 88. Yeah. Or 0. 0.88.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So if I play with... Yeah, it does, actually. It's uh, it, it's such a nuance. It Maybe it feels... It's more of a feel thing, but it's yeah. It it feels like uh, the closest I can get with that kind of pick. Maybe it's a mental thing also. Yep.
0: Yeah, I had I used to use the eighty eights for acoustic stuff actually, but I yeah. found the uh, the ones the s- for electric stuff yeah. generally were better for me. But okay, uh, is that the, the like the regular drop shape? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just find them probably best for me, just personal So taste. you've been using
1: that for years, same pick?
0: Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. I,
1: en- I envy that a lot.
0: I, I, I have never seem to find the one for me. Yeah. You just I'll keep,
1: look, switch.
0: I guess like I was, today I was using the 96 Dunlop USA. Just, I do mix it up a little bit, but I tend to go...
1: Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a bit yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. get it
1: clear i go back to the no i i know i know those ones they mm. to me it, it never felt mm. right for my playing and the sound was not like the tortex for me
0: yeah yeah just different um, so I'll, i'm gonna let you go soon <laughs> oh, <laughs> got cool. t- tons of questions but i'm gonna hit oh, you with some... if you can you can edit the video if you you want to
1: whatever feels uh, good to you i don't know it's, you know how are you planning to put this out but I'm still, I still got an hour or so. So don't if it's if it's up to you. You know we can end it anytime.
0: All right, cool. Well, I've got a couple of tough questions for you that I'm sure. cu- yeah. curious I like about, those. and I'll, I'm sorry to ask you these sort of questions, but no, no, no. I <laughs> like the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what um, what is your favorite Pantera album? Ooh. Well, uh, th- I got an answer to this, and it's uh, somewhat.
1: Uh, of a cheating actually. Mm-hmm. I always say the, the official live uh, album
2: ah.
1: to me. It, I don't know if it counts. If I have to pick an album, I, I think I can answer to that. But that was the one that I first heard. And um, actually there's several songs on that album, that live album, which I much prefer over the studio versions mm. because of the tempo, because of the, I don't know, just just the, the vibe and everything. But if I would have to pick a studio album, first I would say that uh, they're all so different. And yep. I usually pick to the mood. But if, if, I, if I would have to really just pick one, oh, Jesus, I think I would say Trentkill because of the diversity and the depth. And I don't know, just something about that album for me. Yeah, like the but- most songs I like on those. Yep, yeah, that's, that's mine too. That's funny.
0: Nice. That's yeah. cool.
1: Not the most uh, common uh, answer to this question, I think.
0: No, there was just, like, they've, all the albums have got their place, obviously, and they're all brilliant albums in their own right. But Trendkill, for me, it had, like, a it was really heavy, but it also had, yeah. like, this real sort of darkness to yes. it, which probably yeah. came down to not being the healthiest point in the band's career in terms of their relationships mm. and that sort of thing. But yeah. that album is just so damn heavy, not just in music, but in mood as well. And yes. um, I, just, I just love it. I absolutely love it, front to back. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I think that's
1: the, the one that's from front to back is the best for me too. Just the whole journey
2: mm-hmm.
1: is just ridiculous you know that the path that they're going that's just amazing
0: yeah it's like how do you how do you make a heavier album after far beyond driven and i did it (laughs) i did it it's crazy yeah that
1: the start especially it's just okay that's a statement
2: great (laughs) thank
0: you okay i mean that's uh, also a good alarm tone for your phone to wake you up in the morning. I had that going for a while. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, it was, yes, hard to ignore for sure. All right. So I was going to ask you your favorite Pantera song. Let's, let's start with your favorite Pantera okay. song off the Great Southern Tranquil. Okay. Never thought of that. Ooh, Jesus. This is a difficult one. Yes.
2: <gasps> you. Okay, I'm going one by one. Mm. Oh, Jesus, this is difficult. Because the thing is that <laughs> normally, if
1: I, would, if I can say the, the official live version, I would say maybe sandblasted Skin or Suicide Note Part 2. Yeah. But then there's TENS. Which is like, uh, a, 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 that's such a hidden treasure for me. But it's so mellow. It's just so specific uh, for a mood. Yep. Like w- if I would travel, if I was just in a dark mood or whatever, or if I just want to be in a dark mood, then that's the, the one. Also floods. Ah, I don't know. Really?
2: Okay. I, I'm going to man up and, uh, <laughs> and say, oh, Jesus. I'm
1: going to say tens. Because of the solo. Uh, yep. I don't like my answer, but I have to say
0: something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to ask you such a question. <laughs>
1: no, 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 it's... no, no. no a... <laughs> I, I like to, uh, to, to, to think out of the box. I and mean, this was one for me. Send the tough... Skin, if I, if I have to say, want to play live. Okay. That's,
0: oh Jesus, that song. What, we, many times we, we play it twice. So heavy. What's the tuning for that song? I've never actually looked at playing that one
1: yeah so it's a if it's a standard like banter d tuning you have to tune down the e string one octave lower to the a string so they are in an octave pair mm. oh all right
0: yeah. super cool super cool thing interesting
1: yeah okay. again one of dimes just genius like uh, yeah. in the heat of the moment i think he just played it oh this is cool let's play something <laughs> Oh
0: you? You'd absolutely love to see him work, wouldn't you? Like if you could just be <clears throat> a fly on the wall in the studio, or D- didn't he write a lot of his riffs like on the toilet? Or well, that's what he said, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, that's why my shit comes, or uh, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah,
1: I-, I think that's probably true. But yeah. many times, I think they were writing, like, or work at least working out and having coming up with ideas in the studio, and mm. also live. Uh, I think, like in between songs, when they were jamming or for uh, re, uh, like sound checks, they were messing around with ideas. Yep. So it's just whenever they got into the mood.
0: Yeah, he was uh, just an absolute riff machine, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's the thing. Like on every, from every aspect, every level, like the the the. The sound, like looking for the the specific sounds, like the uniqueness of it, songwriting, riffs, solos, just the, everything.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just a whole package for everyone. It's and
2: ridiculous. that's another
0: that's another thing I noticed you do on your channel as well. Like you sort of analyze the the way they played some of these songs live. Yeah, I, th- I think I was watching Cowboys at Monsters of Rock the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you're sort of playing along with the solo or with the song and sort of how he changes up the solos a little bit. um, Yeah. Which is really cool. Like, you know, when I'm having a few drinks and that, I just like to go down the YouTube rabbit hole and chuck on the Pantera videos and um, that that gig at the Monsters of Rock in 91 when they played in Russia. My God, that is just incredible yeah just gives me chills you know domination and stuff it's just I mean yeah I mean I so many times I I saw those videos and Mm -hmm. and yeah because for sure they just finished recording Volga, I think, or they were about to finish no, mixing No, I, th-
1: I think they were about to start recording, or they they were, I think, in the middle of the work. Yeah. So in, during the process of recording it, but I think it was an earlier stage, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And that's what gave like, the whole thing another big push. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago, I, I heard it somewhere.
0: Yeah. But uh, they just brought their a-game for that didn't they like they just went out there and absolutely crushed it i just yeah Yeah. i I, I
1: don't know what people felt to see that kind of thing i mean you're probably the the nine hundred and ninety nine thousand people back in the crowd didn't see anything but yeah (laughs) but still (laughs) it it must have been an experience for everyone
0: for sure yeah yeah however many people there were they can't actually put a, a figure on it i don't think can they like they, they actually like, don't know how many people were there.
1: Yeah. I, I, I have numbers like in between 500,000 and a million mm. for Pantera and then later for like close to a million. Just insane numbers. Yeah. But to me, it it, uh, it says a lot about the, the, the sheer amount of people that like, lar- I think it was Rex maybe or somebody from the Metallica camp uh, one way or another. That, and they were telling each other, like, did you see how many people? And at that time, Metallica already seen, like, stadiums of people. And if mm-hmm. they were like, what the fuck is this? Then You can only imagine, like, for a stadium band, it's just, like, way too much people.
0: What? Yeah, just, <laughs> it just seemed to be an endless... You see? Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't see the end of people. And uh, I'll tell yeah. you what I kind of enjoy uh, sometimes is, you know, the reaction pe- videos that people do... You know, you'll get these people that clearly don't normally listen to Pantera, mm-hmm. uh, and their their fans or their YouTube subscribers will recommend a song, and uh-huh. then they they chuck on this version of Domination from that uh, yeah. Monsters of Rock, and I don't know, it's so stupid that you care what these people think, but. I get chills I when they react and I'm like, oh, wait for the solo. I, I, Watch this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just,
1: like, well, like, oh, come on now. It's now. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> it's so yeah, stupid. I know. I feel the same. I feel the same. It was like when I first heard about this thing that like people's watching other people to play and then to hear, to listen to music, I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. But then it actually works. If especially it's, if it's a genuine one. But yep. you can tell that it's, it's either very good acting or they really listen it to the first time yep it's amazing and I always like uh, like how do you say like
0: root for them like it's just I hope they will get it this is <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah. I'm like just wait for the solo and yeah and cuts to Dime man he absolutely ripped that solo that's incredible <coughs> so um, always uh,
1: that's that's the that's the thing about Dime it, it, it's it's scary that's the most scary is that there's not a single video on the internet, where he plays you know where you feel like okay it's it's there, but it's not ninety eight percent it's always amazing, and I've never heard anything like that, oh, especially with the energy that they put in the shows. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous i uh, I don't want to my old stuff, I cannot listen yeah. It's, uh, even if i play my own shit it's like oh come on it's horrible <laughs> i have some really good moments
2: yeah <laughs> it's like
1: the total opposite for uh, for him it's well, ridiculous you're always your own worst critic so oh no no trust me yeah but yeah maybe it's a oh i agree that it's a, the highest standard possible it's too high for sure
2: yeah he it's, never... it's
0: just real he never missed, and, uh, you know, on those Pantera home videos, you know, he, there was one point, I can't remember which, if it was one, two or three, or he was about to go on stage and he listed off, you know, Bottle of Crown, Bottle Ball of Eager. Yeager,
2: Valle of Some,
0: Yep. Still going. Still going. Watch it go. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Just I in- never really, I, when I was young, I didn't understand what he was saying just watch it go, yeah! It's so yeah. cool. And then I I figured out that what he was talking about
0: bottle of drinks. Mm. He probably drank those. I was like, "Come on, yeah, it's insane." Yeah, and he didn't <laughs> didn't miss a note. I you're right. I never saw never saw a bad a bad gig. Uh, and nothing. I, there was it must have been a podcast or something I was listening to. I can't remember who was telling the story, but Dime was so so drunk, they and still from the night before, yeah. they, they were actually worried that he wasn't going to be able to get on stage and, and do it. Oh, who was it? It's on the tip of my I tongue. I think it
1: was Rob Flynn uh, and it was the interview that, uh, yes. that Ola did with him. And I was going to suggest that interview to you before you brought it up. Yeah, it was an amazing story. A yeah, good storyteller also.
0: He broke Rob's guitar like
2: <laughs> as
0: well. But then he, he went out and crushed it so i don't know like i have a few drinks and i i kind of lose it you know especially
1: if i get drunk before a show i used to do that like during the show if i got drunk i could manage but i don't know i actually know one guy who is like dying like never really plays bad and even if he's drunk but that's uh, i mean even him i saw we've been playing together for 10 years and oh, twice i saw he, he was like falling off and on the stage and then he was like 90 percent. jeff lewis when uh, oh i should probably uh, i, I shouldn't not say this <laughs> 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 <sighs> oh. okay i'm not comfortable to say this but i mean i'm very happy for jeff that he's been like 10 years alcohol free but he used to drink a lot and uh I was lucky enough to play, to play with him. And uh, I, sometimes, I, I, you know, he went on stage drunk, but he was always, always spot on. Ridiculous. I've never understood uh, how is that possible. Well, I don't know if it should
0: be in, but uh, fuck it. That's okay. <laughs> like, I saw today that, was it Rob Halford was like 37 years sober or something like that? It's 30s, amazing, yeah. 37, yeah, something like that. So... Yeah, it's it's good to see when, you know, these guys that obviously hit it hard in their day. Yeah. They've they've come through and Oh
1: yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So at the
0: end of the day it's uh it's a success story, so yeah. am more comfortable now. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> I wonder uh, I wonder how Dime would have uh you know, whether he would have kicked kicked the alcohol eventually or uh Ah <sighs> yeah, I it, mean it's, it's it's a morbid way of think
1: about it. Uh, yeah, it's just, but, uh, because he was taken so early, uh, there was just, there was room for, uh, yeah. for not being as cool as he was, but he was just the way he was. And, uh, you know, we never got to see the struggling mm. really. True. Which, uh, which, you know, probably would have been, you know, a thing. I mean that it's nobody can keep up like that
2: Uh, you know so in that sense you know know, perfect story it's good to see Phil. horrible
0: ending good to see Phil come through it Um, yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it's
1: it's amazing like uh, he's just one of those very few ones who you know so many times can stand up and and it's just you know when I'm pretty sure many people have given up already, still manages to to come over and, and just make it. It's, a, it's insane.
0: Yeah. Insane, for sure. Um, so, favorite Pantera song overall? Okay. <laughs> Sorry to go back to this.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. Again, I have a cheating answer. So, the live version of New Level for me. Uh, but I would that- say New Level anyways, because that was the first one and just, Oh, listening to it and also playing it is just the I don't know it's something about that song mm-hmm. and especially the the live version for me is just the one mm-hmm. uh but yeah now uh then i can think of other songs and it's just like oh fuck how can i miss that but uh yeah i i stick to new level
0: okay okay what's and, yours oh um. <laughs> I don't know, like I think War Nerve for me is okay. at least my favourite off Train Kill, uh, mm-hmm. which is very hard to choose one. But I don't know, there's so many. I guess maybe I should say Becoming because I remember Oof. when I was young in high school, one of the, the bands, uh, they used to rehearse around the corner from where I lived and they actually played in the main hall there and they played Becoming. and. Uh, I, I don't even know if I knew Pantera then, but I just loved I loved it. Um Mhm. Yeah, look, I don't know. I'm going to stick with Warner. Yeah. There's just something about that song. Um for me. So, what do you what do you find the hardest song to play? Like or what
2: was the hardest song for you to learn? Hmm uh a a
1: lot it's not that i have to think one that it was hard Mm. um oh man i think guitar playing wise maybe the the cowboys era was the hardest really i think so. Mm. so the solos also but no maybe the solos became harder because they became a little less technical Mm. but more more even more feel and more like off time rhythms and whatnot uh, to like really execute it well when yeah. you don't feel like it's okay i hear the, even the notes are right but it's not right i don't know who is a diff- difficult one yeah like psycho holiday say, up until this day i i would have said that one of that that is one of the hardest ones but I actually made a video uh, for the solo, also a lesson. And uh, I learned the entire solo, uh, the song. And uh, the rhythm pattern in the beginning, the, uh, you need some stamina for it mm. and also some technique. But it's something that uh, doesn't really include that much of a feel. So in that sense, to me, it's not that difficult. I would say maybe cowboys in like overall with its entirety because of the riff in itself is really hard to play right. The solo is extremely hard. Yeah. The album version to play hard. And then there's the, the, the pinched harmonic riff at the end where it's very hard to play the pinched harmonics right. So I think Cowboys from Hell would be maybe in general the most difficult one.
0: And it's actually quite fast, isn't it? Like Until you start playing along with it, it's, yeah. it's actually faster than that's what I sort of yes. found. Yeah, and also if if you play the da 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 yeah. da da da
1: then you you know you have to be really. It's very hard to play along the drums, and you have to have a good drummer. So it's that's one of those parts which actually sounds easy, and it's the most one of the most difficult part to play it right with the up strokes and the, with the right tempo. It's really really difficult.
0: I love that riff with the pinch harmonics. I like that sort of yeah. That's super that's, cool that's great um yeah uh,
1: almost all my life i played a little different than dime or very different mm-hmm. like over the years i got closer and closer and i don't think i have seen anyone to play it like
0: i think dime played it now today it might change tomorrow did you get into um the reinventing the steel album yeah so that was uh, the first Panther album that came out
1: uh, w- while I was already a big fan. Because mm-hmm. uh, I got to know them when uh, the official live album was new. It was my dad who brought that home. So I, I, I was expecting, you know, everything and more from Reinventing the Steel. And uh, when I first took a listen, it was kind of underwhelming. But it really grew on me. Uh, that being said, I, uh, you know, when I was uh, scrolling through the the albums i don't think i was even thinking of that album but still if i would have to i I don't know i don't know I, i i really love that album but i wouldn't say that's that's my favorite yeah it's like there's three songs that anytime can be on the best of list for me anytime like uh goddamn electric uh yesterday don't mention shit and revolution is my name it's yeah. especially like revolution is my name is one of the best Panthers and metal songs i think ever yeah so in that sense like oh. and also like the end uh like i'll cast the shadow and yes. it makes them disappear it's like oh my god so mm. there's a few songs which are the best of the best for me but the flow of it is just a it's a cool album mm. but. Uh, it doesn't affect me on the way like the other albums like for with cowboys i'm like you know, super happy and i'm you know, going somewhere it's just a fun album uh, if i want to go dark you know Trent kill
2: yeah.
1: is the one if i want to just be like this then far beyond <laughs> or vulgar is like oh fuck reinvent reinventing the steels is just a,
0: a great album i don't Gosh. know is that a, an answer that you can expect? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to think. And you, you're dead right about Revolution Is My Name. Like that song is just absolutely. Ridiculous. Like you could argue it's <laughs> top five best Pantera songs, you know, it'd be in the top five. Maybe. I would put that in the mix of best metal songs ever. I'd yeah. Think, to me. And just the guitar playing, man, like how many riffs are in that song? Like he's
1: just. Yeah,
2: right. And the video and too.
1: Everything. And it yep. doesn't feel like a collection of riffs. Everything it, makes sense. Everything yeah. makes sense the way it is.
0: Yeah, you're right. Insane. Like, you could argue there's too many paths to that song, but it yes. doesn't... Until you actually think like that, you, you, you don't think like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, uh, No, I totally understand what you're saying. And that's my
1: only issue about the video clip. It's mm. missing the intro. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This is a super super cool and perfect but yeah he does some things on that album that like he's obviously becoming a bit more inventive with uh with the way he did his solos and uh some of the riffs yeah. and Different the he, playing a little bit yes yeah uh but it's just a straight up killer album i think and i don't know if it's reflecting sorry reflective of the time that it was released, that it didn't sort of take hold super like your heavy. Other albums. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what was it? Ninety was it ninety nine album or 2000? I think it was in two thousand.
1: Yeah, 2000. so it's
0: yeah. Well. It sounds like
1: a, like a like a more popular uh, sounding album. Mm. Like for that time, I think is that what you are trying to say? Like right? Like um,
0: yeah, like going a lot more of things with in the flow. You know, like a lot of things had changed by that time. You know, new metal had come in. It was four yeah. years after Trendkill, uh, yeah. So maybe it just wasn't a great time for it to be released, and that's why it didn't sort of have the same effect. You know, yeah. but uh, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, literally that
1: was their, uh, I want to say ninth studio album, mm-hmm. including the early early era with Phil. Yeah, it's uh, seventh album, Mm -hmm. or then it's 10th, I think. So, I mean, they've been doing, they've been putting out the best of the best and uh, just always top the the previous one in some sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, it feels like uh, there was a lot of uh, intentional uh, decisions on the songwriting and whatnot. And I think uh, as a creator, creative person, it's totally, it totally fits the whole picture. And uh, like every album is different, very different yeah. and still has the same essence. And it totally fits to me into that picture. And I think for many people, that album is like the best of. And I totally understand why they would think that this was their best, because that was the last one that they did. Mm. So, as a creative person, I totally understand the, the experience part, and I don't think it was because they wanted to be bigger band. No. It's just maybe the the like the times affected on them, like oh, simpler stuff. Not necessarily, we don't have to be heavier. We cannot be heavier. Yeah. maybe they could. They could have proved it that they could go heavier than Trendkill, but it's just you know impossible to imagine. Although they did it four times, but still. Mm. It's impossible,
0: and that had a couple of really killer extra tracks, which I think, like, "Immortally Insane" and "Avoid the Light," that didn't make. Oh, okay. Was the the, the uh, Japanese some addition? Yeah, I think some "Immortally extras? Insane" was on "Reinventing the- Hell," which was like yes. a best of. Right. Yes, and then I think they released that on the twentieth anniversary of "Reinventing the Steel." Uh, like as an extra track and Avoid the Light and A Hole in the Sky by Black Sabbath and yeah. a couple of others um, but yeah Immortally Insane and- Cat Scratch Fever even I think yeah and uh, Electric Funeral or was that something else that was on the, the Black Sabbath album I was talking about uh, okay. that's super cool that song mm-hmm. yeah Iced Earth did a good version of that too I think from memory Electric Funeral. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, did you get into the other projects from from all the members, like Damage Plan and Hell Yeah Down, uh, the illegals? Did you get into all that stuff? Yeah. So, uh, I I think
1: I, I was still a like high school teenager when I first heard about Down, and I was like, what? <laughs> They cannot do anything else but Pantera. I was like, that. It's like, no, it's not right. <laughs> so I, it was the Nola album, and I was like, okay, I took a listen, but no, not for yeah. me. But uh, this only because I was a teenager. And uh, later on, when the second album came out, I was like, okay, this is actually good. I like that it. It was a good
0: album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially with Rex and his bass sound. I was like, hmm. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like the style and everything, uh, this kind of the sludgy, uh, the down music that they created and that became such a big thing, it never really resonated me that hard like, like Pantera. And, you know, even just after listening to the official live album for the first time, for years I couldn't listen to anything because... No, it's not like Pantera. I have, mm. uh, so it was very hard for me to digest anything. and when I, uh, when I found out about uh, the breakup of Pantera, which is you know at, at the time it was only in uh, news or articles or like a like physical newspaper where, where I could get or we could get the news from. So no internet or kind of like that, or very limited. so I, I was extremely uh, sad and in grief. But when I first found out about Damage Plan, I was, I was super happy. Mm-hmm. I was more happy for that than before to down. But I was, you know, older, of course. so That, that changed a lot. Uh, and I, I always felt about Damage Plan that it was like, yeah, I get it. This is something that, you know, they are experiencing with. Even the lyrics uh, told me at the time that it was, you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, hard feelings and and whatnot. You have to release that, take it out, and then you know you can do something more genuine and you know. So, so I think the second album would have been uh, more interested interesting for me.
2: Mm.
1: But I, every once in a while, I still listen to that. There's th- something missing from that for sure uh, for me too, at least. And then uh, with hell, yeah. The first song of the first album, Hell Yeah, mm. I was like, fuck, this is going to be amazing. I, li- I like the tone. I like the songs. I like the singing, everything. So to me, like if I, if I can say just one song of, of all these uh, things, uh, I would pick that one. Like Hell Yeah, first yeah. album, first song. I th- yeah. To me, that was the closest. But still, I like the, the only a few songs I really, really liked from Hell Yeah. And then the later albums, I, I didn't really know. Not that I didn't care. I didn't care that much to, to go after. Because t- to me, it's every, it's, it was already like, you know, it's done, everything. I don't need more,
2: mm. uh,
1: in a sense. And of, it also took me some years to actually being able to uh, talk about the whole thing. And uh, it's, uh, now I'm you know, it's, it's, it's a much different place where I am. But uh, for many years, I, I wasn't interested in anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. How, how do you feel? about this.
0: Uh yeah, look I um I've sort of ingested all the extra projects and you know it doesn't reach Pantera obviously, you know, it's mm-hmm. that was just something extra special that um you know, doesn't come along very often I don't think and uh yeah. But you know, I was I I got into all the extra stuff damage plan I didn't get into Down huge. Like, I, I got into that second album for sure. Yeah. Um And I, I saw them live maybe once or twice, I think, uh, and once was supporting Alice in Chains, which was cool. Ooh. So it was good seeing both those bands together. Oh, yeah. Um, it took me a while to get into Hell Yeah, but I um, I got into them uh, not not – I don't think I got into the first album, funnily enough. I got into Blood for Blood was probably my favourite. Um, that was the second album, maybe, yeah. I think I it know. was the second album, yeah, Blood yeah. for Blood. And yeah. I got to see them live when they supported Black Label Society, uh, I don't know, nice. 2007, 2008 or something like that. So just seeing Biddy mm-hmm. on drums again, like, yeah. man, he had the best drum sound. and uh, Yeah, identical to Pantera. I saw them too and it was It sounds like Pantera, fucking amazing. Yeah, and you know, and like you said earlier, way back at the start of the the chat here, you know, Charlie has nailed it. And um, I was listening to a podcast that he did with Chris Jericho, uh, Talk Is Uh Jericho. Uh, I think him and Charlie are mates, and you know, he was talking about yeah, all the extra work that he put in listening to listening for those little nuances and. Uh, Uh, I think he even sampled uh, Vinny's Vinny's drum. So, you know, when he hits, that's actually Vinny's sound. He was using those triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally makes sense. mm, For sure. Yeah. So, uh, just, you know, anything those guys do, I
1: just. How do you feel about Rebel Meets Rebel? I I, uh, forgot (laughs) about that. And that's the one that I was like. This is a different box. I mean, I this is, that's a,
0: such a fun album. I love that. that was, I think it's super cool. Was it David Allen Coe? Is that his name?
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to it for a, a few years, but I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is Dime's redneck moment for sure. Yes. Yeah,
2: it's,
0: <laughs> it's just pure fun. I uh, that's yeah. that. The, I
1: think from all the stuff, maybe not down, but like hell yeah, and Damage Plan. Like that kind of uh, unnecessary anger or the, the the sad anger was not was was coming through those albums to me at least I don't know and or just the, the thing the fact that they want to make a point or they have something to prove you know I don't know maybe that because I was thinking that I think for someone who's not a gigantic Pantera fan I totally understand that Down can be a thing
2: mm.
1: like a big thing. It's just a, a very specific sound and vibe and feel. And so, if someone comes, you know, from a different background and only hears down first, then I was like, I understand that why death became probably the biggest of all. Mm. I don't know if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, um, I I didn't get into them hugely. I uh, know no. it was Maybe. a bit maybe, I don't know, Southern. But, uh, yeah, too yeah. too slow, too bluesy. Yeah, you know? Yeah, too bluesy, yeah. Yeah. But it definitely had a charm to it and, you know, anything Phil sings on, Phil's just a a great singer, like not even Amazing. in terms of his voice but just the way he approaches songs. To me, to- he's the f- he's the Freddie Mercury of metal to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just to be able to s- come up with... Uh, you know, I don't know if you call them melodies, but just to be able to sing yeah. over some of these things that he's been presented over the years, like Suicide Note Part Two, it's like, how do you sing over that? Um uh, yeah, or walk. I mean, yeah. walk without Phil, it would be like Yeah, super cool riff, but come on, still, really? True. You're right. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. You know, so Phil Phil always held his own as far as I'm concerned, and Yeah you know they all did in that band um
1: yeah the four geniuses it's uh, the match made in heaven for sure
0: yeah, absolutely well for sure we could talk all night or all afternoon <laughs> what, what time is it in hungary at the moment like midday or something yeah it's uh well do you so we're using the 24
1: hours thing do you use that or pms and ams uh, uh, no both. 24 I, hours I right? usually
0: i do 24
1: so hours it's, myself yeah it's a 13 11 so it's uh one. 11 past 1 p.m yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's uh 11 p.m here so i think we've got like a 10 hour 10, we're okay, 10 hours so, ahead but
2: okay ahead yeah 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 Yeah. nice all right well
1: thanks man it's uh i really enjoyed uh, talking <laughs> to you it was actually my first uh, of such podcasts uh that i've done
0: and... really okay cool yeah. well man I, w- I was stoked you know when i saw a little window of opportunity there for me to sort of invite you on i don't normally like sort of yeah. cold calling people and hassling people to come on but uh saw a little window I there think <laughs> i would push you
1: to do that with others because uh mm-hmm. you you feel and you know come across like a genuine person and it's uh you know it's nice to talk to you so yeah i would definitely push it Awesome.
0: Well, it's nice to talk to you and um, I really thank you for everything that you do, you know, helping people learn these incredible songs and um, you've been a wealth of knowledge for myself. I can speak from Mm. personal perspective. Um, Mm. Yeah, and the way you present the videos is just really helpful. So, thank you very much. Um, Do you want to give a plug you know about your youtube channel and anything else that uh anywhere else that people can find mm-hmm. you
1: yeah well uh, first and foremost uh i wish you all the best uh, too and uh thank you for the opportunity and i think that uh what you are doing here is uh, uh something that people would be interested in. i mean i was very happy to see that uh you know that you do what you do and um regarding plugs i would say maybe uh for guitarist uh it would be nice if you they would check out my YouTube channel. Maybe it's youtube slash Attila Voros. Uh, it's not the easiest one. Official like A T T I L A. This is some people misspell it. Most people actually use it with one T and two Ls. Yeah,
0: main. Whereas it's
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense because with, yeah. it's the pronunciation. It, yeah. we pronounce it Attila, but it's actually two T's. So Attila uh official uh, attila voros v-o-r-o-s official yep. uh, but if you put it in the description uh these Mobile. links have been fine i got an instagram channel and all that kind of shit except yep, for yep. tiktok which i have to get
0: into so. yeah i don't know about that like i'm on there and I'm i think it's a little a, bit it,
1: it looks fun but it just looks a lot of work and i don't know yeah. it's uh I, that not much fun for me but uh
0: Who knows? Maybe. Maybe that too. (laughs) Well, I'll put all your links in the show notes. Um, Yeah, cool. And I highly recommend any guitarists out there, go and check out um, Attila's YouTube channel. It's just, even if you just like watching someone play guitar, you know, which I do sometimes, (laughs) like, yeah, I I watched your Psycho Holiday solo thing. I think that was recent, uh, at least on Instagram it was recent. Yes. And, man, like that solo, just listening to it, You know, when you're listening to Cowboys, it's like, fuck, that sounds insanely hard to play, and it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then just watching you do it, it's like, oh, fuck, that's even harder than I thought it was going to
1: be. Actually, one of the the quick runs Mm. that sounds the hardest is um, somewhat easier than he normally does. Mm. So it's uh, there's... There's always patterns with Dime. Even if he was improvising, he was improvising patterns. And if you learn the patterns, it's much easier to put together.
0: Still difficult, but it's doable. So what? What's? Sorry, we're getting back into the conversation. No, here, it's okay. It's cool. Well, what separated? I don't know. It's a pretty wide open question. But what separated Dime from other other players or okay. other metal players?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I would say, the timing, mm-hmm. how he was playing, it's like nothing was like this, or if it was, if it was very intentional, it, it always has to do something with the story. Like for example, the end of walk, do 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 do. That's more of of like this, but everything before that is like uh, off the time, all the time. So that's one gigantic thing. His his sense of rhythm and time, it's it's ridiculous and it's especially if you if you listen to or try to write a tab or just listen to a tab that nothing comes across even if you place a triplet it doesn't feel like that uh, and also it's the the right hand the nastiness of the right hand, the the noise is the what he that extra information is uh is something that that comes from the attitude and not over practicing and uh Something I, I think that's that's uh, what really separates him from others because especially nowadays nowadays people are more used to you know playing everything super clean super fast. Yeah. Dime wasn't the cleanest, yeah. but it's you know it's but it never sounded sloppy. So that's the the kind of balance. You know, I mean, I I wouldn't say you don't want to over practice something because it's it's a, a, a weird statement, but for some reason. He turned out to be a genius where he, he just practiced enough where he could be free and brave to just go for it and just make it sound better like any, than
0: anything else. What about in terms else? of notes, like in scales, uh, like he, he always uh, threw uh, odd notes in there, didn't he? No,
1: like uh, to me <coughs> it, it, i i really under, i believe him that he never really knew what he was doing like the, <laughs> the theoretical part because yeah. if you slow it down some solos just sounds really stupid and weird mm-hmm. but in the context where he put it it's mm-hmm. just amazing mm-hmm. it's amazing color and also the other thing is that he's picking patterns so a lot of right hand with diamond he's picking picking patterns are very unusual
2: mm. like
1: he many times he puts the accent on an upbeat before or after mm. that's also something very distinct and regarding the choice of notes which is amazing about him is that uh, he, he really was a one trick pony like for real he, he only had a few scales few things but the way he he was using those nothing felt repetitive and boring everything feels and sounds different yeah. and still if you if I, I, at least that's my conclusion if i analyze it and i take it into parts it's all the same but they sound different all of them
0: i do yeah yeah, yeah. um i was gonna say something that escaped me um <laughs> yeah and just like uh, i think it was the little tutorial video that he was doing for, um, oh, yesterday don't mean oh, yeah. shit. like the oh, little... Or Revolution and Goddamn, maybe. Yeah, maybe. When he was
1: uh, hitting the amp and nothing was working oh, and yeah. he was kind of drunk.
0: But he was talking about the little Texas bends, I think he called them, you know. Yeah, like yeah. In the... oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Revolution, um, just those little, yes. little hick sort of Texas bends that he was, oh, yeah, that he did, Yeah. But just, yeah, of course. The, the phrasing
1: is very even from the early Pantera albums. Just you know, it's Dime. sixteen yeah. years old. He had the same style. <sighs> yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's just because uh, I I truly get bored with a lot of metal, well, a lot of metal, oh, and yeah. a lot of metal players. Like they they're great and everything, but it's yeah. clearly just technique most of the time. Yeah. And that's not to yeah. put anyone down or anything. Like they they play no, better no, no. than I do, but dime. Just, I, I never got bored listening to him, watching him. Uh, yeah. There's just something about him. I don't know. I can't, I still can't put my finger on it. Um, It's a combination I- of things and that's okay, you know. Basically, I would think that, I think it
1: was because he had the technique, but mm. he didn't play anything to show that he had the technique. Yeah. it's He was, I think he was always control. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not, the, because I, I I've been in the, in the place where i learned the trick and i wanted to put it somewhere and i think many people does that so if they learn something a technique they want to use that and they cannot let the thought and uh, the inspiration flow and it's the technique that controls them
0: instead of the other way around
2: Mm.
1: maybe that's that has something to do with it
0: yeah just incredible that's all i can say thank you dime thank you pantera Thank you, oh, Attila. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, I hope I can meet you in person one day if you ever yeah. make it down to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I really hope that, uh, that we will do that soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. With some bands. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes. For sure. Well, and thank you for having me, man. It anytime. was uh, sincerely nice to talk to you.
0: You too, mate. All the best with your wrist recovery. And we're sending all our yeah. healing powers to you in Hungary straight to your left wrist so you can get back into playing again so uh thank you again Attila thank you everybody for tuning in hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll see you again soon for another episode of Fox on the Wire thank you very much
2: ciao